Blog Talk Radio. Sunday, July 3rd. Thank you guys for tuning in. Happy 4th of July weekend to you all. Um, We have a great show planned tonight. A little later on in the show, we'll be talking with Marietta Carter-Narcisse, who's going to help us understand a little bit better um, the roles of a makeup department head and a personal makeup artist in film. Um, Of course, I have my sister Denise on the line with me tonight, and I'm going to turn the mic over to her right now so that she may greet you guys. Good evening, good evening, and welcome everyone to Beauty Talk once again, and um, welcome to tonight's show. It's going uh, to be a pretty good one. I love um, the topic that we're going to talk to Marietta about. We were um, having a little chat about it earlier today, so it's going um, to be a really good one. But first, let me bring you just a little bit of a, a beauty news recap here um, tonight for a few minutes. Um, very quickly, just wanted to mention, this is not um, an event that we normally mention a lot on this show, but I just wanted to bring it um, to everyone's attention because there's so many people out there with their brands, their makeup and skincare brands. So I wanted to mention uh, Makeup in New York is taking place September 14th and 15th of this year at the Javits Center in uh, New York City. It's going to be at their uh, the River Pavilion um, of the Javits Center. And Makeup in New York is an event connecting the most innovative and talented cosmetic suppliers with the most successful skincare and makeup brands in the heart of an American beauty industry's hub, which is New York City. Um, at this year's event, there's going to be a spotlight on ingredients, a spotlight on ingredients. So for more information on Makeup in New York, you can go to makeup-nin.com. Again, it's makeup-nin.com. Very quickly, we've mentioned this before. Um, the Bridal Business Forum uh, presented by the Powder Group takes place Tuesday, November 8th through Thursday, November 10th of this year in New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, it's going to be one of their live in-person um, uh, events. So this Bridal Business Forum is a f- one of the first ever three-day discussions and open forums um, dedicated to, to specifically to the business aspect of bridal. Um, the Prowler Group bridal programs have been changing the game in the bridal beauty business for 18 years, and this program has been developed to continue that trend. Um, that's so true. I, um, they've always had some type of um, bridal event like every year, so this promises to be um, bigger and even better. 
as both the bridal and pro makeup industries have evolved, they have evolved their bridal-focused programming to include the most up-to-date and critical information from every corner of the area of bridal and special event work. Um, this program is one of the comprehensive bridal business programs in the, in, in the Powder Group's history, and they're thrilled to be presenting it in a way that will include the community, um, the, their community engagement and feedback uh, throughout the event. Um, so it's definitely with the open forums that's going to be um, most important um, in this event. So this bridal business forum will be hosted at Faces of Virtue. Again, it will be hosted at Faces of Virtue in New Orleans from Tuesday, November 8th through Thursday, November 10th, and it will feature um, Joya Beauty founder Joanne McDonough, Faces of Virtue founder Dee Rosen, and the Potter Group founder Michael Gisellis. Um The program is Format will include presenter-led sessions throughout the three-day event, along with breakout discussions and team sessions with attendees to dig deeper into the business and world of bridal artists from across the industry. The Bridal Business Forum is sponsored by News Beauty Pro, Scandinavia, Omnia, Beekman 1802, Cinema Secrets, Center Cosmetics, RCMA Makeup, Joya Beauty, and the Faces of Virtue. So to register, you can go to thepowdergroup.com. Again, to register, you can go to thepowdergroup.com. Again, it takes place Tuesday, November 8th through Thursday, November 10th um, from, from 12 to 6 p.m. on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then on Thursday from 12 to 3 p.m. And please note that for attendees available, there will be a welcome gathering at 7 p.m. on Sunday, April 10th. Um, this is a social gathering and not part of the program, so it's totally separate. It's a social gathering and not part of the program. Again, that's Sunday, April 10th at 7 p.m., a social gathering which is located at Faces of Virtue, um, Faces of Virtue in New Orleans, Louisiana. Again, for more information, thepowdergroup.com. And lastly, just an interesting um, report on uh, trends happening here in the U.S., <laughs> now that most people seem to think we're kind of out of the whole pandemic and, and um, things are kind of rounding up back to normal. But now that the mask requirements have been lifted in most places and more people are returning to, um, to their workplaces or they're traveling and attending events, women in the U.S. are back to their former makeup habits um, or even kicking them up a notch, found market intelligence firm NPD in a recent report. As women get dressed up again, makeup is a natural accompaniment, said Larissa Jensen, beauty industry advisor at NPD. The recovery and creativity of the makeup category is leading sales gains for the prestige beauty industry in 2022. After a gloomy period um, shrouded by the pandemic, we are seeing a renaissance in makeup artistry as consumers experiment with color again. And before I go any further, let me just stop right there because I tell you, every time you walk into or Alta, I mean, I feel like we haven't been through any type of pandemic, like nothing has changed. The stores are like super crowded. Everybody's buying makeup. I mean, from foundations, like nobody's stopped. Like for me, I, I haven't really worn foundation in probably over two years. Everybody's buying foundation. You look when you go to certain brands and you look at their foundations. Everybody sold out. Um, you name it: foundations, eyeshadows, lipsticks. Like people have. I, I feel like they haven't stopped buying cosmetics. Anyway, in fact, 
about 70% of makeup wearers in the U.S. have returned to previous routines or are wearing more makeup than they did last year, according to the NPD group. And the use of several makeup products is on the rise. Mascara and foundation are leading the way, though. Findings from the 2022 Makeup Attitudes and Usage Report from NPD um, shows that mascara is the most used makeup product overall, followed by foundation, eyeshadow, eyeliner, and lipstick. In the U.S., sales revenue of the prestige makeup category grew by 22% from January through May of 2022 versus last year. That's more than twice the rate of skincare and faster than fragrance, according to retail tracking service data from NPD. Women report that they primarily wear makeup to enhance their appearance. However, Gen Z and millennial women wear makeup mainly to boost their confidence. Across generations, almost 30% of women wear makeup because they say it brings them joy. The pandemic shifted our definition of wellness, moving it beyond the physical to be more about mental health and well-being, Jensen said. Makeup products are satisfying an emotional need to look good and feel better about ourselves. Okay, NPD data are, are comforted by figures recently released by Global Data, um, which found that 46% of U.S. women have used more makeup in 2022 than during the pandemic. And so I'm going to read a couple of these um, percentages. So when it comes to facial skin care, 13% use more now, 61% use the same, and then 26% use less now of facial skin care. That's alarming, the ones that use less. But for body skin care, about 14% of women use more now. About 67% use the same now. 19% use less now. Hair care products. 19% use more now. 63% use the same now. And 18% use less. Okay. Makeup. 46% use more now, 42% use the same, and 13% use less now. Nail care. 34% use more now, 53% use about the same now, and 13% use less. For fragrance, 33% use more now, 56% use the same, and then 11% use less. Contrasted situations around the world, a similar trend was observed in France, where prestige makeup sales were up 8% during the week starting March 14th, when the obligation to wear a mask in all public venues was lifted. In China, however, the COVID-19 outbreak during the second half of March led to regional lockdowns and an increase in mask use that caused prestige e-commerce beauty sales to decline 1% for the month. According to NPD, Makeup and fragrance categories experienced respective declines of 6% and 4% in March 22 compared to last year. While restrictions were maintained in April and part of May in, in some major cities, including Shanghai, the situation has improved and then, in, and then end of May, just in time for the kickoff of China's 618 shopping festival. I find those numbers to be interesting, but it seems like for the most part, if you were already using facial skin care, body care, hair care, nail care, things like that, you kind of continued using it. But it did, did seem to be um, an increase in usage, um, I think, amongst all those categories. Yeah. 
Well, I had something quick that I wanted to uh, just mention before bringing Marietta on the line. Um, PBA, Pro Beauty um, Association, have introduced a new visual podcast. It's, it's called Beyond Beauty Visual Podcast, and it's a new video up every Tuesday. And they've had some pretty interesting um, guests so far, uh, Roderick Samuels, Kia Neal, Candy Shaw, and Elizabeth Fay. And I just um, wanted to just kind of briefly mention some of the topics that that's being discussed so far. Um, Roderick Samuels, he's talking about how to pursue your dreams. How to Pursue Your Dreams with Roger Samuels. Um, then we have Candy Shaw. She's talking how beauty can save lives. And one of the ones that I found really interesting was Kia, Kia Neal, and she's talking addressing segregation in the salon with Kia Neal, addressing segregation in the salon. Uh, and most of these videos are they range from like 20 to 30 minutes, so they're not long at all, not long at all. Um, and, again, they come out every Tuesday. And what I find interesting about Kia Neal is she's really leading, leading the conversation on texture and race comes to hairstyling. So I would like to learn a little bit more about, about her and what she has to say. But, again, these videos are every Tuesday. Check them out, probeauty.org. You can find them on the Pro Beauty Association page on YouTube. So make sure you go out and subscribe and check out their videos every Tuesday. And then a couple more things I wanted to mention is that calling all students, um, PBA's Beacon program is, is about to uh, begin to open up applications for their new season, and applications will be open August 1st. So if you're a student, you're an elite student, um, August 1st if you're interested in the, the Beacon program. So keep your eyes out on that. And then also PBA has a, a new uh, program called Future Leaders, the PBA Future Leaders. They are now accepting applications and the program is basically, um, well, let me just tell you what they say their, their program is about. But it's, it's a unique community that fosters knowledge, career path, and connectivity for those working in the professional beauty industry. This bold leadership development program, so it's a leadership development program which is designed to empower and support our next generation of professionals. Future leaders is a mindset, not an age. So... They're encouraging you to join today to become a part of this dynamic group and to receive email updates on upcoming programs and resources. So they have um, a lot of things that they're offering. I won't tell you about everything, but if you're interested, go to probeauty.org to find out more about, about the Future Leaders Program as well as all the other programs that um, PBA has to offer. Again, um, for Beacon, those interested in Beacon, August 1st is when the program will start accepting applications. And for those who are interested in Naha, they are already accepting applications. So make sure you go out and apply if you're interested um, before, the, before they stop accepting entries. I don't know how long 
it's going to be open. So if, if you need to have more information, again, go out to probeauty.org. All right. Now it's time to bring Marietta on again. We want to talk about the roles of the makeup department head and the personal makeup artist in film. So, of course, we're going to bring somebody who knows what she's talking about on to help us get this point across. Hey, Marietta. Hi, how are you? Good night. Hello, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm just working hard as usual, you know. (laughs) You know that goes. (laughs) (laughs) That we do. (laughs) That we do. The island in me can't keep still. I'm always doing something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, Marietta, you've You've been both. You've been a department yeah. head, and you've been a personal. Can you just explain to our listening audience what a department head is and what a, a personal makeup artist is in film? A department head is um, a makeup artist who's in charge of running the department. Um, all the duties, the responsibilities, um, of meeting with production, um, meeting with the actors, you know, breaking down the script, um, doing the mandates, doing the budget, um, and, you know, hiring the right team to execute the director's vision. That, that, that's the department head. So it's a lot of, a lot of responsibilities. Um, a personal... So- Say that again? No, I was just going to say, so the department head is also a makeup artist who's actually working as well. The, she, the yes, department head, definitely. he or she, has a, has a team of people who are assigned to certain actors, but so is the department head. And then yes, there's the, all of the, I, I call what, is, what I call is the all of the administrative stuff, um, you know, you just mentioned the budget and the scheduling and the hiring that goes along with that person's role. Yeah, it, it's it's all the stuff that's not makeup. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's all the stuff that's not makeup. It's um, it's 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 really the management job mm-hmm. of the department. Yeah, it, it's all the all the things that are not makeup, and um, you know, you might be the top of your game as an artist. Um, your artistry might be so on point, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have the skills to run a department effectively. Um, the the right. two are not necessarily interchangeable. That's true. Gotcha. So true. Um, so, so um it, you know it and you know there i'm i mean there are a lot of my friends who i've worked with over the years you know that they will not work as department heads they don't even want the responsibility because the responsibility doesn't stop when the day is done it stops when the show is over mhm well so true um, so, so it's not like, oh, I'm going to be a department head today and I want to take it home with me. It doesn't work that way, unfortunately. <laughs> you take it home with you. You take it home with you because at 2 o'clock in the morning when 
things aren't going the way they're supposed to and they've decided to change everything around, you wake up to a completely different call sheet. Yep. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you wake up in time <laughs> on oh, that call sheet. That's true. That's very, 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 very true. I remember being in a hotel room and I was, I mean, it's like, you know, every time you wake up, you want to check that they've slipped the call sheet under the door. That's when they used to do, you know, call sheets, physical call sheets. You want to check them. Mm-hmm. And one, <laughs> I mean, like the third time I got them, it was like four different colors under the door. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, the, the only disadvantage of, of, you know, the biggest disadvantage of, of having the call sheet being distributed on, on the phone is that you don't really see the color changes. Right, right. You know, you you really don't. So 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 when they're physical, you actually see those color changes and what has transpired when you were asleep, if you fell asleep. You know that is. Right, right. You know, and Absolutely. and I've, I've worked, and I've worked as a personal. I've worked I've, I've worked as a personal a lot of my career just as much. I I try. You know, I've tried um, most of the time when working as a personal um, to also work as a department head, which is could be quite challenging. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I've done that a big part of my career. You know, um, it, it, it's not only accepting all the responsibility of running the department effectively, but also the responsibility of just making sure that the actor that you're working on as a personal is completely comfortable all the time. So I have done I've done both and I've worked where I've just been a personal and not have to deal with the responsibility of running the department. So I've actually worked in all the different phases. Um and, and, and I think they all come with their own set of duties and responsibilities, advantages, disadvantages. And as my girlfriend Robin Siegel says, prices and prizes. Mm. <laughs> you know, each come with their own set of responsibilities. You know. Now, um, what what were some of the responsibilities of a uh, a personal uh, makeup artist? Well, let's just say this. Uh, what's some of the responsibilities of a personal makeup artist? Well, one of the biggest things is you are just a department of one. Mhm. Mhm. You know that that is a that's you don't have to deal with anybody else. You know, um, everything you do is your focus is all on one actor. You're all on your own. Um, there's no one to delegate to. Um, you don't have an assistant to cover for you. Um, you're mm-hmm. going to be meeting the professional and the emotional needs of your actor. You create the budget for one person. You know, you only shop for one person. You maintain continuity for one person. You schedule makeup and hair times for one person. You know, you collaborate with the actor about their look, you know. Um, you, when you're dealing with production, it's a lot easier because you're only responsible for one person. Um, one of the biggest things is that a lot of times your salary is probably higher than scale and probably higher than um, the department heads. Um, working as a personal. Um, mm-hmm. You've got access to an inner world that, 
you know, you might not normally frequent, you know what I mean? Um, you, you you work closely with the actors, hairstylists, their wardrobe stylists. Um, you're probably around the, their personal assistant, the publicist, the management team, sometimes their family and very close friends. Yeah. So you, you put into an inner circle that you normally would not be in. You know, when you work as a department head, you're outside of that circle. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and because you have so much responsibility, even though you might deal with number one and two on the call sheet, um, you're still kind of looking at it from a broader perspective. When you're working as a personal, you're pulled in to a more intimate um, circle. Right. You know, um, a, a lot of times, sometimes, you know, you might be able to get a little bit more time to do your your actor than when you work as a department head, you know, because you have so many other people to be responsible for. So when you work as a person, you might get a little bit more time because you're literally catering to all the actors' quirks and idiosyncrasies, you know. And then, now listening to that, some people may think, oh, wow, just, you know, just me and, and, and the actor, and, and that's it. And they may, may be thinking, like, like, you know, okay, the department head has so much responsibilities. Like, I think I like the whole idea of being a personal better. But it, it's, it's not as easy as it sounds. No, it's not. It, it, um, there are a couple of different things you might work um a lot longer sometimes because sometimes they want to shoot the actor out. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't get a day off mm-hmm. unless the actor's off. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't really leave early if the actor's still mm-hmm. working. Right. Um, you may not always get screen credit for every project you do because the actor might be making a quick cameo and you might not get, you know, so you may not always get screen right. credit. Um, again, and the screen credit is always at the producer's discretion. So right. sometimes your day doesn't have an end because when you leave the set, the actor might have other obligations. So you're Absolutely. going with them. Mm-hmm. You're going with them. And I, I know... Um, uh, for example, when I was doing Sphere up in Northern California and I was Samuel L. Jackson's personal, I did his hair and makeup on Sphere. Um, so pretty much the shows, you know, that was shooting Monday through Friday. However, on Friday evenings, Sam had started another project. So on Friday evenings, again, I only worked as his personal on, on, on Jackie Brown. Uh, mm-hmm. Friday evenings, we would hop on a plane and fly down to Los Angeles from Northern California, shoot Saturday and Sunday on Jackie Browns, and then Sunday evening fly back to Northern California. And we did this for about four or five weeks. So which meant I was working seven days straight. Mm-hmm. Well, more than seven days straight, you know. Um, I was constantly working for those periods of time until we eventually wrapped Northern California and moved down to Southern California to finish up Jackie Brown. 
And, you know, Sam and I would uh, would be so tired that we would look at each other in the airport like, where are we going? Are we going to L.A. or are we going to San Francisco? You know? So, I mean, that that was a tough one because I, I still had a young child at the time. So it was very, very tough. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's the downfall when you, you know, when you have yeah. a high in-demand actor. Because even if you're not doing another project on Saturday, uh, you know, another movie like we were doing, um, you know, two movies simultaneously, on days off, you might be shooting magazine, you might be doing press, you might be doing a, a live event. Um, there's so many different things that come into play when you and, work. And that's that something that, that's something you have, people have to look at too, because, you know, for actors, they don't really take, when they're working, they're working. They don't take time off like that. I mean, when they when they do, you know, it's it's when they don't have anything going on. But when they have stuff going on and you're their personal, you work just as much as they work. So you have that's something you that's have right. to think about. Like you said, you have a young child, so that's something you have to think about. If if you have a family, um, and you love spending time with that family, then you need to think twice about being a personal. Um, it, it, it it's it's advantages and disadvantages because. You know, I mean, I worked in a total of three and a half years. I probably had a total of two months off, and that's not two months consecutively. That's two months right out over a period of three and a half years. Right. That's not a lot of time, really, when you think about it. No, that's not a lot of time at all. It's not a lot of time at all. I think about about on the show that we on, our lead actress has a personal and this lead actress is all over the script. Like, I mean, all over. She works practically every day, except there's some times that she does have off. Um, but during the time that she has off, she's, you know, flying off somewhere else to do reshoots or show that she was on and things like that. So that artist has, you know, she don't get any days off. <laughs> that artist is flying to these other places with her doing her makeup. And it sounds sounds like, oh, wow, that's nice. I get to do this. I get to do that. But, mm mm-mm. One of the biggest challenges I found was I could never book a vacation for my family. Right. It was so difficult because who do I leave to watch them, you know? It was it was very quite challenging um, to to you know I, it reached a point where it was a toss between my family and my work um, so so all of those are things you ha- you really have to take into consideration uh, if you're footloose and fancy free and you don't have a family you know it's so much easier to work as a person but when you have that family it's tough to work around yeah. you know yeah. um, it's it's really 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 tough. Um, and, and you know, you know, sometimes it's not always the money because when you work mm-hmm. as that person's person, a lot of times you're doing jobs that don't involve money. So you have it has to, yep. it balances itself out because that is your main bread and source of bread and you know your bread and butter. Um, so sometimes mm-hmm. you do have to do those charity events um, and stuff, and you can't get pissed off because you get pissed off. You don't have a job. You don't have a job. And, you know, and have to jump. one of the biggest downfalls is I find that you're off the radar. 
Yes. You are off the radar. It, to me, it's like a one-way ticket out of the industry. You are off the radar yes. because everybody assumes that you're working with the person that you're working with, and nobody, they don't really check to see if you're at work or not. Only your very close friends know if you're working or not, and sometimes they don't because you've been gone so much. Right. So, so you know, it, 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 you're off the radar, um, and you're no longer in that pool of selection for work. And I'm not just saying this. I know this for a fact. So, mm-hmm. so you're out of that pool. So, so you turn down something, and then all of a sudden the person that you're the personal for cancels. So now you're out of a job completely. Right. And, and, and your whole career focuses th- around when they work. Right. And think about, think about that. If, if, you know, if, if you work for a particular celebrity and you've been working as their personal for, you know, the past three years and people automatically, you know, stop calling you because, oh, she's with so-and-so. So, you know, she, you know, I can't, right. you know, call her, you know, she's with so-and-so. And even like you said, if, if when, um, when that per when that actor or whoever is not working, people still assume that you're working with them on something, and yep. so they don't call you. But then, what about those times when you know you've been working with this person for three years now, so they seem like family to you. You know, you all are the best of friends now, so you think, you know, and you get really comfortable with with them. And and sometimes when you get comfortable. Sometimes that's not always the best situation because you can get comfortable and say the wrong thing. You can get comfortable and do the wrong thing around the wrong people, and they may get rid of you. It's and never you it's have. Never, it's not familiarity breeds contempt, like I was telling you earlier. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. If you, you, you have to remember that this is a job. It should be a part of your life and not consume your entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a business. Your actors are not your new best friends. So when you cross that line, um, when they wake up in the morning and they get up on the wrong side of the bed, guess what? You out of a job. Yep. And it's never it's never personal. It's just never business. personal. Yep. And and I've watched so many, so many of my dear friends that had happened to. It's like you think you have a job because what happens? One of the things that happens is. A lot of people start to live that actor's lifestyle. You know, I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that because, again, you know, you kind of start feeling yourself after a while, and you know, and sometimes you may make a, you know, you may start to make a make good money and or better money that you had than you have, you know, in the past, and and you start living that life. And, and and this is one thing I can say because I, I even noticed it just being, you know, working with actors on the trailer. Sometimes I've, I've noticed over the years you almost have to watch. Like I'm not saying make, you know, I'm not saying make yourself look crazy because of the actor, but actors pay attention to you. Actors pay attention to what you have on, what you're wearing, oh, you know, yes, what, yes. what you what you drive and all of that kind yes. of stuff. So it's like you you can't come out like you're more than they are. Unfortunately, yes. that's just how it goes. You can't. You, don't come to don't. the trailer wearing something nice and looking nice. Don't have on a pair of lashes and you look better than you know. They want to know well, where are you going. Yeah. Oh. You know. Yeah. It's like <laughs> so. 
you know, sometimes it's, it, you know, sometimes, and it sounds stupid, but, but it's, it's real. And, and no, there's sometimes. A there's a competitive edge there. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. There's a, there's a competitive, yes, there's a competitive edge. I remember working with an actress and she said, you were dressed so nice every day. I don't like, really? I mean, mm-hmm. she was like shocked that I, she said, where'd you get all these nice things to my husband? Really? <laughs> yeah, it was. It startled her. Well, mm-hmm. well, well, how about, well, how about, how about your shooting? And then one weekend, um, somebody from the set has a gathering or a party somewhere, and you walk in the door, and the actors, some of the actresses are like, "Oh my God, look at you! You look yep, great, and you sure you clean up well." Like, <laughs> you know, like. They can't believe you have these clothes or you could look yep. like this. Yep. Oh, yeah, I just don't come to work like this. Yeah, yeah, because some, sometimes they think you're, the, I mean, they, they, you're the hired help. Yep. Mm-hmm. That, that's, I think we were, or, just, who were we just talking about that last Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're the hired help. Or sometimes I think you can, you can just, get caught up in that lifestyle and, you know, the, and the, then the it's like you're st- in the bags and the yeah, shoes yeah. and the clothes. Yeah. It's, sometimes it's like you, you attend more events than your actors do, or, or you now you started to get invited to events that your actor is getting invited to, but your actor didn't invite you. So then now that's like an issue now, like, okay, how did she, where, who, who invited her? You know, you know, so it's like you have to be very, very careful. Oh, very yeah. careful. Uh, yeah. you'll find I, yourself I'm, out I'm of a job. What? I said you'll find yourself out of a job. Yeah, I made a decision a long time ago. I was at um, personal for a very dear actress, um, and I loved loved working with her. But then I decided that that I can't do both. I can't mm-hmm. be the friend and work too so I chose to be the friend and, and I left the work alone. Yep. That was that was a very conscious effort on my part and um and because I realized I realized early on the two did not go together. Yep. They did not go together and I and, and I cher- and I actually cherished the friendship more than I cherished um yeah. The the working with her. You know what I mean? Um Right. And so so it, it made a, it made a huge difference. Made a huge difference by me making that decision, you know, because I I started to realize this is going to get real tricky real fast. Mhm. Mhm. So I, I made that decision, and um, and a lot of us don't come to grips with that. They think, oh, she loves me, and this is my new best friend, and um, oh, and I'm over at her house every week and all that. But it's it's a it's a, it's a very tricky dynamic to navigate. Yeah, very very yeah. dynamic to navigate, and um, I, I I've been there, and I decided, you know, no more. It's 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 too hard. It's too difficult for somebody like myself. So I'm either going to be your friend, or I'm going to do your makeup, but not both. Right. Right. Not not both. So so you know. Um, you know, work, work, working as a personal had a lot of advantages. You know, like, you know, when I was working as a personal, a lot of the black actors were not. Um, they weren't fly, flying privately and all that, like they're doing now, because mm-hmm. they, they didn't have that cloud, and they weren't going overseas like that, or none of the above. Now they are. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you get to see a lot of places that you probably never would have seen. And, you mm-hmm. know, you stay in the same hotels as the actor for convenience. It makes it a lot easier. Production does that, right. you know. They're, 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 because they're coming out of two different budgets. They're coming out of the advertising and promotional budget and marketing budget. So so they put you up in nice hotels. And, you know, you're riding the limo. And um, a lot of times, for convenience sake, you're at that hotel. You're flying together, you know. You're flying privately. Um you're riding in, in the limo to the venue and stuff, um, you know, things like that. You eat really good food because a lot, a lot of these, when you're doing the press junket and the press junket tours, a lot of these companies um, don't give you petty cash for, and per diem. You know, they don't give you per diem. So, so you have to sign it to the hotel room. And, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of hotels mm-hmm. don't come with you. An egg is $34. The ketchup is another $10. <laughs> and don't ask for the salt and pepper because that's like five dollars each. <laughs> you know, I'm like I stayed I stayed in Mandarin Hotel in New York, and like three days my bill was six hundred dollars in food. Mm, wow! And I thought, oh my god! But they will not give you a dime. Wow! They will not wow. give you a dime. You have to, you have to sign it to the hotel. Well, Marianne, I have a question. It's going to shift gears just a little bit. But so one of the things that I'm noticing, and I know back when back when you um, was a personal and some of the years after that, like you just mentioned, personals is a one-person department. Mm-hmm. But has there ever been time when you were – when you were either when you were a department head, have you ever been a department head and you had a personal working on the same show? Mm-hmm. Somebody that wasn't you as the personal. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody. Okay. You mean somebody comes comes in on the show as a personal? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, somebody comes on the show working as a personal, but you're the department head. Yeah. Oh, many times. Oh. Okay. So on those for those shows. Did you ever find yourself, because you've already said now that a personal is a one-person department, they take care of everything for that one actor, you're, you're not responsible for that person, but did you have, were there ever times where you had to pretty much take charge because that personal just was, like, not experienced, didn't really know what they were doing, they were just somebody that this actor uses, like, for their red carpets or... or for their, you know, editorial photo shoots or whatever, but now they wanted, wanted to bring them on the film set. Ever had to kind of, like, take charge and say, okay, listen, you have to do this or, or whatever the situation may be? Has it ever happened? It's a tricky dynamic, girl. That's well, a real tricky dynamic. I um. I'm asking Mm-hmm. I I um I try to stay in my lane. Mm-hmm. Um, I try really hard to stay in my lane. I mean, I I I I've mentioned things before, but mm-hmm. I find that people aren't necessarily receptive. 
and I, I, I try to do it in a very nice manner, you know, manner, but I find mm-hmm. that people aren't, re- people a lot, there's this thing when people come in, um, whether they know what they're doing or not, well, I'm their personal, so you can't tell me nothing. And, um, yeah, I, I, and asked that, I asked that question because I'm thinking about, for instance, if, you know, I don't know, like, for instance, if, there was something with the makeup that the director or the producers um, just don't just didn't like. You know, maybe maybe I, I, during the cam- maybe during the maybe during the camera test, they didn't like the makeup. But I have I've you know, stepped they, up and said things before. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but it's again, it's a very tricky dynamic. Because um, I find, again, my experience, I find people aren't necessarily receptive to what I've had to do is is put the the onus on the director. But you know what I find? I find that people are probably not receptive when when they are experienced. When you have someone who's a personal who may have maybe never done films before or this is their, their uh-huh. maybe second time or something like that and they, they're still very new to it, I feel like, especially when they really don't know how it goes, they, they don't uh-huh. know that, that basically the, the department head stays in their lane and they're a one person. They think, you know, some of them may think, oh, okay, well, I'm on this makeup trailer with the makeup department you know, if the if the department head says something to me, they probably will be receptive if they're not that experienced. If then, if they're, it, you know, and it, if, it, you know, I, I think it depends because I find that when you're not that experienced, um, you put up defenses. Some people, I, I do, but I do find. I agree with that, but I also do find that when all of the producers and the directors do not like what you're putting down in terms of your work and a department head steps in, at this point you're probably thankful for the department head um, has help or advice. I, I haven't had a lot of that experience. Mhm. Um, and and you know, um I I have just I haven't had a lot of that experience. I, I find it sometimes people just you know, I, I'm that type of person. I try to introduce myself at the beginning before we even start the show to everyone. If I know somebody's coming on as a personal, I even reach out. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they don't even reach out to meet the department head because they think because they're the personal that they've got to, you know, they're bigger and better and, you know, better. So I, I try to mm-hmm. reach out and, and lend, I put that olive branch out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and stuff. What you do with it after that is up to you. Right. Because sometimes you need sponges because you don't have enough. You ran out. 
or you need tissues or whatever it may be, or you need something, you're on set and you thought you had it in your bag and you need it. So I try to be um, as accommodating as I possibly can to help you through a rough situation. But but I, I, I try really hard not to put me on them. I leave the door open for them to come to me. Because it, 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 sometimes it's just a tricky dynamic. And that's if they're working within the trailer that you're working in. A lot of times they're not even in the same trailer as you. Right. So, so... I, I always leave it open. I, I, I just do. I just always leave it open. You know. Um and and I, I do know that I know a lot of personals don't like to do the doubles. Um, I know that and um and that can be very tricky. Um, so so it depends on, on who the personal is, who the double is, and uh, and sometimes to avoid just the hassle and stuff, I'll just make sure that somebody in my department does the double. You know what I mean? Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you. Oh, oh I didn't know if you could or not. <laughs> Yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, the, double, the, the double can become an issue sometimes. You know, when you said that, I was I started thinking um, about that because we do have a double for our lead actress, and I'm just sitting here wondering, like, okay, so um, who's going to do the double? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only thing about um, the double that we have for um, our actress now, she's a different skin tone, <laughs> and you know, matching these skin tones, making people darker, is such a big issue now. And <laughs> I mean, it's such a big issue that I actually went to um, the director about it, and so she just decided we're, we're just not gonna, we're not gonna match the skin tone, and so therefore we're not even gonna see. They just decided not even to really use the double if if they didn't have to, but mm-hmm. whatever the case, they were going to make sure that they didn't see any parts of the double's face, like right. the side of the face or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, well, I I had that same scenario on on um, on Genius. It, it just they they brought in these people, and I'm like. Stop pestering me to get them done. Has the director seen? Because this must be a photo double, not a stunt double. I said, has the director seen these women? I said, right. until the director clears them, don't bring them to me. I said, yes. I can guarantee you, unless he had become Stevie Wonder overnight, he is not going to approve these. <laughs> I said, I'm not going to spend the next three hours darkening this woman's skin tone. Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah. there's, there's no way. Yeah. 
So, so sometimes as a department head, you, you have to make a call. You have to make a call. Mm-hmm. You have to make a judgment call. That's not, you know, you, you have to be able to speak up and, and bring the reality. It's like, yes, I know you want to shoot the scene. However, this isn't going to work. This actress isn't going to work. Or actor isn't going to work for what you had in mind. I said, I said, unless you are willing to have me spend the next three hours trying to get them to where I need to get them to, this makes no sense. Right. You know, so 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 sometimes you just have to make a call, and I'm like, I was like, oh no, that's easy to show this person the director first. Don't bring them to me because this is not going to be approved. So I'm not going to waste I'm not going to waste our precious time trying to put makeup on somebody that you cannot shoot. Right, right. You know, a person in sleeveless dress (laughs) with the wrong complexion. (laughs) You got to do all the arms, all the ears, everything. It's not just about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we know we know we they can't they shouldn't be able to see you know their actual faces, the front of their faces. But you know, you're gonna catch an arm, you're gonna catch a neck or the ears. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The wrong complexion does not work. It just doesn't. Nope. Nope. (laughs) You know, it just doesn't. So, so there's there's a lot of things. I mean, you know, overall. Having done both, I like both for different reasons, you know, being a person mm-hmm. being for different reasons, you know. Um, I've never shunned away from the responsibility of being a department. Heck, I'm a take-charge kind of girl. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, being a department head, you've got to be organized. You, you've got to be professional. You have to be organized. You, you, have, to, you have to think on your feet. Yes. And 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 it, it's not for everybody. I don't think. I, I don't think it's it's, it's, it's not. for everybody. You know. Some I mean, there are people out there. Hmm? Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no. And I was gonna say, some people operate better in a key position. Yeah. Some some people operate better in a you know eight and skate position. You know. Right. We um, don't know what they have the responsibility. They they want to come in, just do the job, and leave. Yeah. I mean, there are they people out there. There's people out there working as a department head who really don't have no business working as a department head. Um, but, you know, some people are just thinking, oh, I can make more money being a department head. But mm-hmm. it's it's totally not for them. They don't have the personality for it. They don't have the right. skill set for it. Um, it it's, it's just not for them. But, you know, there's some people out there doing it because somebody gave them the opportunity to do it. Yeah, the personality, the skill set. You know, there's 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 so many things. You know, uh, when I started off, I, I worked. I day checked a lot. I worked as um a key, but I didn't know I was working as a key because the, the duties weren't as defined as they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the the definition of a department head. Um, again, those things weren't as defined. A definition of a department mm-hmm. head, you had to be a union journeyman to run a department. Um, mm-hmm. And and you couldn't work as a personal and, unless you were a union, union journeyman either. Mm-hmm. So which meant that you, you'd taken the test and passed it. Right. Which meant you, you knew how to do the basic union stuff, a cut, a bruise, a burn, a ball cap, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. a beard, and a full beauty makeup with lashes. And highlight mm-hmm. contour. 
That was just the mm-hmm. basic stuff. That had nothing to do with the major and apply some tattoos, you know. That was just the mm-hmm. basic stuff. So once you took that test they and passed it, they knew that you were equipped to do that. So when you were hired, right. it, wasn't, it wasn't, oh, can you do blood work? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Or can you do a cut? Can you do a bruise? No. Once you pass that test, that's what it was. Right. It, it, it came, passing that test meant it came with those credentials, I should say. Right. But that's not the case today. No. And, and you know, the only thing back then is is, is the, the duties of a department head weren't defined. Yeah. If they were, nobody ever gave them to me. But I, I figured it out for myself. Mm-hmm. By observation and by being caught in in situations, you know, um, I realized I would never do a show without having that script in my hand and breaking that script down and and developing mm-hmm. my characters, you know, and and um and you know it has now evolved to the fact that I don't even consider myself a makeup artist anymore. I consider myself a storyteller. Right, absolutely, filmmaker. Because that um, makeup artists apply makeup. We in film and television, you're not unless. I mean, let's leave reality TV and unscripted TV out of this. We're just talking strictly mm-hmm. episodics and and you know what I mean, and 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 mm-hmm. sitcoms and um and and um and features. You know, literally, you're 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 doing a character. You're developing a character. You're telling the story through the evolution of your makeup application. Right. You're not just applying makeup, which when I say makeup artist, you're applying the look of the day, the look of the week, the look of the month, the trend, okay. whatever it is. But you're not developing a character. Right. So I, and once I learned that difference, um, I realized I would never ever do a show without having a script in my hand before I even started. <laughs> you can't win being a department head. You just can't wing it. No, you can't. You can't wing it. You 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 have to know. You have to know what you're doing. You have to know how to delegate. You know, and even you can't as fake a person, it till you make it, huh? No, no, fake it till you make it. Even as a personal, if you're doing straight makeup, just this contemporary show, you can you can wing it more because right, the responsibility is just one person. So even if you make a mistake, it's not as noticeable. It's mm-hmm. noticeable still, but it's not as noticeable and in your face as when you're a department head and all of a sudden you've got a hundred background people working and you only hired one makeup artist and it's nineteen forty two. Because you didn't know you needed more. Right. And they were all covered in tattoos. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's real obvious. If it's contemporary, you might get away with it. You don't have to worry about it because they don't care about the tattoos and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And you have one makeup artist. But it doesn't work on a period show. Yeah. <laughs> So, so there are some things you just can't win. You, you cannot win it. You know, you you have to have some idea of what you're doing to be an effective department head. 
Yeah. I mean, because if you don't know what you're doing, it's the fastest way to be out of a job and lose your credibility within the industry. Because word spreads real fast. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't hire her. She doesn't know what she's doing. Yep, you hear it all the time. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's why you you could be like, I never get. I was working on a show, and and the first day he called me, he said, "You've got to come here. You've got to come here now." And I'm like, "Why? I'm busy." Well, well, your background people. What about them? <laughs> They're doing Mary Kay facials on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> The period show, and they're down there doing Mary Kay facials with all my background people. Production <laughs> hired them. Oh, wow. It made me realize I need to get involved, and, you know, and the, again, these are things I learned on my own, that you got to get involved in, 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 in who you're hiring, who's in your department representing you. You can't, you mm-hmm. cannot just... Agree that oh so and so is gonna be no 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 Mm-mm. yeah they're down there doing Mary Kay facials on everybody I'm like oh God no what am I gonna do that was a quick <laughs> what you do on the movie set so it's, it's important it's important for you as a department head to to understand your role and and know. And know how to hire people, know how to cut through the bullshit, know know when to see, look at a resume and, you know, look at a website and, and, and see what the work looks like, you know. Yeah. Um, because because our, our, our work is character driven, you know. So, so And then sometimes, sometimes if, if, you know, sometimes you can look at um, somebody's resume and look at somebody's um, website and not get a clear picture of, of what right. they can do. And sometimes you may just have to meet them in person, interview them, you know? That That's true, too. That's true, too. That's true, too, because, yeah, yeah, because a, a lot of this, what we do is personality-driven. Right. I think a lot of what we do is, is because I, I don't want anybody working in a makeup trailer with me that I cannot get along with. Right, right. I, 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 I cannot do that. I, I, um, when, when we are in that trailer that is our home for God knows how long, anywhere from one week to six months to a year, mm-hmm. and, 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 and you're spending more time around that person than you spend around your own spouse, your own mate, your own partner. It, it's intense yeah. time that you're spending. So, so our, our energies have to be in sync. Jupiter has to be aligned with Mars. Yeah. Um, because it, it, it could create tremendous chaos and confusion, and it's not a healthy place to bring actors. You know, the, the trailer is the sanctuary for the actors, and, and we can make a break production if we don't have the right combination of personalities and um, and, and stuff. So so when they step into that trail in the morning, you know, we're, we're setting the tone for the rest of the day. So if we throw them off, production's off, that's money. They might have rented 
two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment to get that shut off. Mm-hmm. The actors in the foul moon, and we've just lost three hours. So, 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 we're, our job is to create that sanctuary and make it a real welcoming place for them. So, so we have to have the right combination of personalities in there, and 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 your team has to fall in line with you, and not overstep boundaries and understand where they stand. I, I think that that's so important. Because all of this business is about personalities and networking. That's what it comes down to. You know? Do I like you being around me? Because if I don't, it's not going to work. You know, it's as simple as that. And a lot of people don't realize that. It's so much more than just Everything we do is so much more than the physical application of makeup. I mean, you could almost be just a mediocre at best. But if you have the skills and the wherewithal to to understand who to bring in to work around you with more skills than you, you can run a really good department. Right. And, and when you hire that team, you want them to be better than you, really. You really do. You, you really do. Um, and, 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 and that that's what makes it work. Because if they're not better than you, you're going to be carrying a lot of weight. And you're mm-hmm. not going to be able to feel comfortable delegating because they can't do the job effectively. Mm-hmm. So you want them to be able to, to execute when you delegate. And the only way mm-hmm. they can do that a lot of times is when they're better than you. Right. Because they're not second-guessing themselves every step of the way. Right. So, so I mean, right. I think that, that those are the things we have to look at as as, as a department head. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if you're working as a personal I think it is your job to make sure that you are equipped to do the job. Yes. Not because you got hired, because you got hired doesn't necessarily mean you're equipped. The things that you feel that you are not up to par, you need to get yourself up to par. I mean, there's so much information out there. There's so many people that you can reach out to and call and say, hey, Denise, listen, I just got hired. This is the first time I'm being a personal. What do I need to do? A Facebook group is not the answer. No, it's not. Because you're dealing with people that might have less experience than you, giving you a whole set of confusing information, and then you still have to decipher it. You're better off reaching out to someone who was working, even if you don't know them well, it doesn't matter, uh, and reaching out to them and just being honest with them, being honest with yourself and saying, look, I just got hired in this capacity, what do I need to do to be the best me in this role? You know, I mean, I think that that's very important. So, Mary, tell us a little bit, tell us a little bit about your classes before we end the show and, and what you offer and, 
and how um, people can learn a little bit more about um, being a department head or a personal. My class, my classes are about to launch. Well, I have one class that's, you know, been up there for a little bit, the script call sheet and um, continuity. But I'm about to launch my class of being a department head, not just a department head, but just all the roles of makeup artistry within the department, you know, the department head, the key, the third and fourth makeup artist, and background players, um, the special effects, just all the roles that we have to deal with. Um, and, and that is something that um, I'm looking to launch on the 15th of July. Um, and, you know, you'll learn how, how, you know, to be a part of the union, you know, um, the pros and cons of being a personal versus department head, the job lingo and the descriptions, you know, um, your role as it relates to the different departments. I have different downloadable checklists to help you navigate, your, you know, your way from day one. Um, you know, and this class is really good for somebody who um, has been winging it, you know, like you need, you're stalled in your career and you need a jump start. You've been winging it from job to job and piecing it together, hoping that you wouldn't get called out um, because a lot of us do that. Um, you have self-doubt and you keep wondering if you'll ever reach your true potential since you're a great artist, but there's so much you never really learned about the business end of things. Um, because so many people spend so much time focusing on how to do the right eyeliner and stuff, and they never really focus on how to get the job done. Um, you know, um, this class will help you, you know, learn all the duties and responsibilities of being on a working set, um, how to navigate your way in the industry, um, and how to build a career, especially if you're coming from unscripted, television to scripted television. They're two completely different things. Um, and, you know, if you're a barber and you've been working a lot, but you really don't understand your role as a barber on a, 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 a film and television set, this is a really great class for you. So my class, even though it's focused on a makeup artist, hairstylists can, because the information is pretty much the same. Because I'm not telling you how to do a wig. Uh, I'm telling you the foundation of, of the business of the industry. So a hairstylist, even a wardrobe person and a barber, they can all learn from these classes the basic way of, you know, breaking down the script and, um, you know, how to go on location. You know, I saw someone post the other day, they went on location and they arrived in the country and they didn't have a carnet, which is, you know, manifest with all their products and stuff. So I focus on how to go on location, how to get your passport, well, you know, what TSA is, all those different things, because there are a lot of us who have never traveled out of the United States. There are a lot of us who have never traveled from state to state. There are a lot of us who are never here in Florida. There are a lot of us who don't travel from county to county. So, right. you know, so how to do, how to pack, how to make your inventory, all these different things when, when, when you're traveling that, that nobody really tells you, you know, um, and stuff. So, so my classes offer all of these things. And um, you can go to my website, which is mvma.education. It's real simple. Meredith's Virtual Makeup Academy. So it's mvma.education to see what's listed out there because the, the, all my curriculums are pretty much listed. And I know there are a lot of people, a lot of people now started to teach a lot of classes in industry-related and stuff. And I'm bringing you 30 years of my experience. So there's two ways you can learn. You can learn through your own experiences and downfalls, but 
you might lose the job or to somebody else's experience. I'm giving you 30 years of my experience to help you build your own overnight success. Nice. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. And I've taken this class that we were just talking about um, with the different makeup positions, and I've told Marietta before, I feel like she's given the class away. Like, there's so much information in this class. It is worth every single penny. Like, this is the class that I wished that I had um, in the beginning of my career. Me too. Because, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because we spent years figuring it out. But you're giving this information away, which is which is wonderful. Yeah, I mean, the class is not free. I just mean that <laughs> that you're giving everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, Denise, on that note, you know, I, I wish I wish I had this win because we we had nothing to turn to. Yes. Absolutely nothing yep. to turn to, you know, um, and, and stuff. And, uh, uh, you know, there are a lot of people that were winging it, and, and, and I learned, I took, a lot of them winging it, and I'm like, oh no, this is not how you're supposed to be doing this. This is not, yeah. this is not how this works. I am like, oh, there's no way I will ever do this like this again. I mean, and and I started writing my stuff down. Right. And that that's how I got in. You know, I started writing my stuff down, and this is years. This is years and years of things that I have written down over the years and classes that I've taught and kind of put it all together that I'm putting in a real um, methodical format so that anybody who wants to build, pick up, refresh, um, or start from scratch can really build a solid career in the industry and be successful at it. Great. Nice. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Oh, thank you guys for having having me on. You know, you're my favorite daughter. You know, I love being on the show. (laughs) (laughs) You are my favorite, favorite daughter that I didn't give birth to. Right. Aren't you glad? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if I had my twins, I would have had you guys. (laughs) we love having you as well um always something to talk about <laughs> i'm never sure i'm never sure of ideas <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know it's always something and, and it's like when we're working on set and we see things and then my sister and I'll have conversations and we're like, you know what, we should talk about this or we should talk about that. Yeah, let's call Marietta and and have her to join us and because there's so many things that we come across just being on, you know, film and T V sets and we see things. Um, I just also feel like some of the stuff that we're seeing is just because it's just a brand new day and <clears throat> People are doing things different now. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's always good, though, to put it out there 
you know, like what we've experienced or um, how we know how things are done, people mm-hmm. to hear because just like you always saying, you know, in the beginning of our careers, we were just winging it. Um, but these people these days, I don't know if I could call it winging it. Some no, of they're not. They're not even winging like, it. Yeah. So it's good to be able to put the information out there for for people to hear, and they can do whatever they want with it. But you know, I just feel like it's good information to be heard. Well, um, to build upon what you just said, I, I think one of the things is that the jobs are happening faster than people can learn what they need to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And 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 they don't want to lose the jobs, so they're taking them, but they taking them and they're not um they I guess the best way is to put the, the cart before the horse. Mhm. And um and the smart ones know how to reach out and search and build so that they can become better. Right. Yes. And 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 they do it because they know it once they understand what to do the less mistakes they make and the better an artist they become as far as working on a production set. The other ones, right. because there's some when we work in this business, there's some that do not belong working in the makeup trailer. They should never work in a makeup trailer because for several reasons, but the biggest one is personality. Doesn't matter how good mm-hmm. an artist they are, the personality does not belong in a makeup trailer. Um, there's some that should focus just on being the best background supervisor that they can be because they're good at moving those people around. You know what I mean? Um, right. There's there's some that 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 should just focus on 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 on. Um, I'm not saying you can't do the trailer, but you have to work your personality into that mode. Um, there's some who who need to just day check on several shows the gist of where they belong. Mhm. You know, um and, 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 and you know, I day checked a lot. I day checked and and, and it gave me a, a good scenario because I day check and I asked questions. I observed and I yeah. asked questions. And, yeah. and 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 then I put my personality into that to see where where did I fit in best because it's still about your personality because if you can't take direction you can't work in this business right <laughs> absolutely yeah. and everybody can't do this stuff so so you got to be able to take direction you got to be able to take criticism. And, and and you you can't have a thin skin. You've got to grow a turtle back, mm-hmm. a yeah. turtle shell. You know because everything is not going to come out nice. Everything is not going to be school fed. So so you you have to you have to to be able to 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 see where you belong, um, and, and the only way you can do that effectively is by day checking. Mhm. And 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 day checking allows you to deal with a lot of people at the same time. Yeah. 
you know, unfortunately, some newer people, they don't want to do that. They want to jump straight to being department heads. But that's another story we don't have time for tonight. But that is definitely mm-hmm. what I'm seeing. Um, they, they want to jump to being keys and department heads. Everybody wants to work on the trailer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone's working on the trailer. And, 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 you know, everybody can't be in charge. No. <laughs> you just can't. And, and, and smart department heads, when they're off, they go day check to see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They go day check to see what's going on. So, yep, you know it's up to you. That's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, Marietta. I think tonight we're jumping over on Twitter Spaces for a few minutes. So, if you have time, come on over, um, and we can continue the conversation. Okay, let me see where I can find get on Twitter space. <laughs> I always mess up. <laughs> And I see J.K. Hunter out there. So, J.K., if you can jump on Twitter spaces, we're going to get out there for just a few minutes. So if you can join us and Sharon Tina and Megan, and I see you all out there. So my sister will set us Mm -hmm. up and we'll get going. But thank you again, Mm -hmm. Marietta, for joining us right here on Beauty Talk, and thank you for all of you guys who listened to us out there. We greatly appreciate your continued support. Enjoy for all the whole people. Thank you for having me. I really welcome. appreciate it. Love you guys. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Love you too. And for all of you who have to work on Tuesday, enjoy this day off tomorrow. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, because it's going to go fast, I'm sure. Yes, yes. I am yeah. so sure about that. So, all right. Everyone have a wonderful evening and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night. Good night. Good night.